Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, and today we're back with a reverse interview. If you're unfamiliar with reverse interviews or you're new here, people who have longtime listeners of Fed and Fit Podcast are like, who doesn't know what this is yet? <laughs> but if you're new here, a reverse interview is where a fabulous Fed and Fit listener writes in with some really good questions or brings up a really good topic and instead of answering their questions politely via email like they've asked, I instead invite them to come on the show to chat about it so that hopefully our conversation can maybe even go a little further and help some other folks. So today I'm joined by the lovely Shelby Love, isn't that just the best name? She lives in California. She's a college student there studying English Lit. Oh my goodness, that sounds like so much fun. Um, an alter ego of mine would have loved to just study English Lit, not just, to have studied English Lit. Uh, there weren't enough hours in the day to study all the things I wanted to learn about. And she has a cat named Walter. I think it's a great cat name. Welcome to the show, Shelby. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for making the time to chat today. Yeah. Um, so, should I just go for it? Yeah, go for it, girl. All right. So first, I think I'll give just a little kind of background on how I got to where I am. Um, so I have pretty much always struggled with body image and securities, those kinds of things um, from a little girl all the way to kind of today um, that developed into an eating disorder when I was in high school that kind of lasted on and off for about four years. Um, and that eventually ended um, when I met my husband and he kind of taught me um, that certain things aren't as important as like your personality and who you are. And I kind of stopped following those eating disorder kind of tendencies. Um, and spent about a year doing whatever I wanted, didn't work out, didn't worry about what I ate. Um, but then after that year, I started to have some health problems um, that were kind of concerning. I had really unbalanced hormones. I was having joint pain all the time. I gained a lot of weight that I couldn't kind of lose easily. And I was um, only 19 at the time. So a lot of these health problems were things that my doctor was kind of like, oh, wait a second, you're so young. Why are you having these issues? And it ultimately was discovered that these are probably a result of the eating disorder. And I was um, kind of suggested to start doing a paleo kind of approach to kind of see if I could fix some of these things and reverse some of the problems I was having. Um, and I've been doing that for about a year. And it's definitely been a struggle, which is why I emailed you, because um, I was looking for some motivation and kind of some mindset kind of help. I have had some progress, but it's definitely been minimal. Um, I have seen some kind of decrease in some joint pain, or I've noticed kind of some other things like I'm less sensitive to temperature and that kind of stuff. But overall, about a year in, I'm still struggling with my hormone balance. I'm still struggling with uh, weight that won't, I can't lose, still dealing with exhaustion and being tired. And I'm kind of just I think this is the right thing to do. I know if I stick with it one day, kind of health will kind of figure itself out and these things will heal, but I'm kind of losing motivation because it's just not happening as fast as I want it to. So that's why I emailed you and maybe you have some wise words for me. Oh man, that is, this is such a good topic, Shelby. And thank you so much for sharing that. 
Today's show is made possible because of our friends at Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everybody, where you can shop for thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 20 to 50% below traditional retail prices. So let me tell you what I'm getting from Thrive Market. There are three things that come to mind immediately. Number one, Primal Kitchen Foods Mayo. It is the mayo that I will always have on hand. It is my absolute favorite. It's the mayo that made me like mayo because <laughs> I didn't like it before. Normally, this avocado oil-based mayo is $11.99 retail, and you can find it on Thrive for $7.49. Incredible. This is also the mayo that I use to make a much healthier alternative for ranch dressing. Add some lemon juice and some dill. Mmm, it's so good. Number two thing that I'm getting from them, bamboo diapers. These are the disposable diapers that we use on Grayson. When we use disposable, we are using cloth on her, but when we travel, when we go out, I would like to have some disposable on hand. Normally $13.50 retail, and you can find them on Thrive for $11.49. Incredible. Number three product that I get on Thrive. I get asked about this product all the time. Where do I find coconut aminos? Well, I'll do you one better. I'm not just gonna tell you that you can find coconut aminos on Thrive Market, but you can actually find them for almost half off. Normally, they're priced at $9.73, depending on where you're shopping, and you can find them on Thrive for $4.99. It's unbelievable. These are the coconut aminos that we use as a soy replacement, and if you are looking for a recipe, Google Fed and Fit Mongolian Beef, and you will find the most killer Mongolian beef sauce made from coconut aminos. You need one jar of it. It's so delicious, you're not going to regret it. You can try these products for yourself today and get an extra 25% off your purchase and a free 30-day trial from Thrive Market. Just go to thrivemarket.com forward slash Cassie. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-M-A-R-K-E-T.com forward slash C-A-S-S-Y. Um. You are definitely not alone in that. And I think, and I have a history of disordered eating as well back in the day when I was in college um, and in high school. And it's so interesting you bring that up because I never really put two and two together. But those of us who, or me, me in particular, who I had a history of disordered eating, I knew how to change my body very quickly, you know, and, and I knew what I needed to do. But it, but it was definitely not healthy, and I knew it wasn't healthy at the time. Um, but we got I, – I personally wired myself to be so expectant of very fast changes that mm -hmm. when you do start to change things over to what you understand to be a healthy approach, you know, because you have these legitimate health things that you would like to work through, the painful joints and the fatigue, you know, those are things that are very – um, those are great things to pursue, right sizing. It takes a longer time to see, to see an impact there. And it's anyways, I just say that because I really, really get where you're at. Um, mm. and, and that's definitely, you're smart to, to look for mindset guidance right now, because that's really where it's at. I don't know that, um, without, I mean, as a nutrition consultant, of course, when you were talking, a part of my brain went towards, Oh, let's do a food journal. Let's talk about it. How, what are you drinking and what are you eating and, and what are your activities like? And what's your stress level? Like a part of me was like, Oh, I want to, I want all the details. Um, and, but without having that, I think that we can have a really good conversation around mindset in general, because, um, so I say, I say that because you know, for you particularly and anybody listening who's like, yes, I identify with this. 
what do I need to tweak? I've been doing this thing for a year, two years, whatever. And I'm feeling kind of like I'm petering out in terms of progress. Um, mm-hmm. Oh gosh, isn't that a terrible phrase? If anybody listening is named Peter, I apologize. <laughs> I have a friend named Peter and I said that, gosh, I'm like, do you feel like you're talking to a dog that just saw a squirrel? I get very distracted. <laughs> but like, I have a friend named Peter and I used the phrase petered out one night when he was at my house and I was like, <gasps> you know, you like fold inside yourself. I thought to myself, probably hates that phrase because he's such a stand-up guy. Um, anyways, distracted. Okay. Um, so you feel like you're, you're pouring yourself into this really great port protocol that makes a whole heck of a lot of sense to you, but mm-hmm. not happening as fast as you want. So I, I say the journal piece of it because I want anybody listening to know that that's probably a good trap to run. Okay. A really good trap to run to start off with is, you know what, not, not to get into the weeds or to get anybody to panic that they're eating too much of one thing or having a sensitivity to another thing, but just to, just to say, I'm going to journal for two weeks what I'm eating, mm-hmm. how much I'm sleeping, the water I'm taking in, and maybe my general stress levels. And if you want a journal template, I have one in my Fed and Fit book, and I believe it's also a free download still if you're a okay. newsletter subscriber. Um, okay. So anyways, I would journal for two weeks, you know, kind of some of those things. And then if you can look at them and you can kind of start to pull out some trends, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know what? I, I did not realize that I was actually only drinking eight ounces of water a day. I know that's not real life, but you know, it, it could be for somebody. And yeah. maybe if we just turn those, that one cup of water into our body weight divided by two equals ounces of water a day, that could make a monstrous difference, right? Yeah. And so those are some of the low hanging fruit things that maybe we can look at. So I just say that because I can't help myself, but want to dig in a little bit deeper in some of those things. But let's say you do your food journal, you look it over, maybe you even, you send it to a nutrition consultant. I actually have a consultant team now that works for Fed and Fit that would happy to review journals and provide some insight. If anybody's curious about that email, this is not meant to be an ad, but more of just like, if you're like, who do I ask? I don't know who to ask. If you're, if you're at that point, um, send a note over to us, Amber, I'm going to send these to Amber, but Amber at fedandfit.com, A-M-B-E-R at fedandfit.com. Um, she's very talented, a very skilled nutrition therapy, uh, consultant. Anyways, we can work together, but if you, you don't even need that. If you can look at your journal, you're like, Ooh, yeah, I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to sleep more at night. That's definitely the missing link. I see the missing link. If it's not obvious to you, maybe try to enlist some help, find a nutritionist, a nutrition consultant or an NTC or an NTP, or send it to a functional medicine doctor, somebody that you've got in your Rolodex that you can really lean on for help to maybe look at it also in review. Two weeks is going to give them a really solid idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And if that comes back. And you're still like, everything looks good. You're doing all the right things, Shelby. Keep going. Like, it looks great. You know, yeah. if that's the case and you're still like, but, but nothing's changing. I'm not seeing changes as much as, as fast as I would want. Mm-hmm. Then, so that's like the whole prerequisite to get into today's conversation. Then I would absolutely say, and this can be concurrent at that same time of you doing your food journal for two weeks. But when it comes to, mindset of some of these things. I think we have to understand that true health um, 
it is, you know, the analogy when we talk about total load on the body that we use a lot is straw on a camel's back. I'm sure you've heard that before, right? Mm -hmm. But when we think about us as human beings and us having, our bodies are made to constantly detox, right? And they're made Mm -hmm. to constantly endure the burden of living in this modern world, whether it's um, detoxing out pollutants from the world or metabolizing certain foods or trying to produce energy and trying to make the, the most efficient use of the water we're giving our bodies or not giving our bodies, right? Our bodies are made to just figure it out. They're going to figure it out no matter where we put them or what we feed them or what we do. They're going to work their best. And so all of these stressors that we're doing to our bodies, whether it's work or lack of sleep or foods that maybe aren't necessarily very nourishing, are straw that gets thrown on the camel's back. And it becomes the load that we carry. And our bodies are made to carry a load. We're made to carry, you know, things. We're made to have birthday cake every once in a while. And we're we're made to have occasionally stressful deadlines. I'm sure with school right now, you've got finals. Maybe you're just through finals. But like, you know, like we have, we have those moments of stress and we're made to work through some of that stuff. Um, But every once in a while, the load gets heavier and heavier because toxic load gets heavier and heavier, or we have really hurt um, our underlying health network, so to speak, um, through disordered eating or other sorts of things that we've done like that I did for my body. And we have to work to repair it. And the process Mm -hmm. of taking pieces of straw off the camel's back in a very slow, methodical way, in a very great, intentional, healthy way, it takes time. And you don't feel that weight come off all of a sudden. You know, you're not Mm -hmm. not like, okay, I swapped out pancakes for tomatoes in the morning. And and all of a sudden, I I lost 15 pounds and my knees don't hurt anymore. You know, like... That's unfortunately, that's just not the way it goes. So I would, I would keep your, try to charge yourself with thinking about gut health as number Mm -hmm. one, right? And I'm sure that you've, you've, you've run the traps on some of these, but just remind yourself that your body is working to repair and you're probably still, again, pending a a review of a detailed nutrition analysis um, Mm -hmm. and lifestyle analysis your body's probably still working to right size some inflammation that was going on. You might have some very chronic inflammation due to something that happened and it's just going to take some very sweet kind of treatment and very um, kind treatment to our body for a while before it really starts to relax and let go a little bit. Um, I would try to focus on when you're feeling frustrated and you're feeling, I don't know if this is helpful or not. I feel like I'm talking in circles a little bit, but if you're feeling frustrated or you're feeling like, things aren't happening fast enough, lean on some very basics. Like I'm just going to make sure I'm staying hydrated, you know, because that's something that I know I can do. I'm going to know I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I'm staying rested. I'm going to try to get as much sleep as I can at night. Um, and I know that I'm going to try to just keep moving my body. It's not about exercising to get fit necessarily, but it's about exercising to just stay active. Okay. Because I enjoy moving my body. I would focus on, the enjoyment you get from healthy activities, not necessarily the output or the end product that those healthy activities could result in. Because, you know, cause that's, and that's kind of the analogy that I was beating around the bush around, but like, you know, if we just wait for that camel to feel like he's carrying a lighter load, it's like watching a pot waiting for it to boil. It's just, it just feels mm-hmm. like it's never going to happen. 
But if instead we just enjoy the process of pulling pieces of straw off the back, then it becomes a different story. It's not about how much does that load weigh. It's about, mm -hmm. oh, isn't this a neat activity we get to do? So I would challenge yourself if you are feeling a little, um, yeah, if you're feeling a little discouraged and in products, then do your best to focus on, can you hear my crying baby downstairs? <laughs> <laughs> Poor baby. Um, and then I would do, I would try my hardest then to try to find some joy in the activities. And that's okay. the only, that's the only thing that's ever worked for me when I was getting through those spells because they're long and they feel very arduous and it makes you want to give up when you're waiting to watch a number on the scale change or your hips still hurt or you're still feeling tired. It makes you want to throw, you know, what I'm doing out. I'm like, is this even working? But yeah. At the end of the day, are you able to make, but what if you're able to make healthy recipes that abide by this protocol that you're following that you really enjoy? Yeah. You know, try to change the mindset, not like these pork chops are going to help my body feel better and they're going to help give me more energy because I'm not eating the breaded chicken fingers that I thought I wanted for dinner. You know, mm -hmm. like if it becomes about they better make me feel better, then we might put too much pressure on that mm -hmm. meal or on that workout, or on, on the other things that we're doing to try to be healthy. Instead, what if we look at those pork chops and we're like, gosh, this is so cool. I'm learning how to make a really good pork chop, and we get to have this really great meal, and it's so fun to put a healthy meal on the table for myself and my family. Okay. Does that? I like that, I like that idea, yeah. You do? It kind of like, it shifts the Shelby and I are video chatting. And so I tend to talk with my hands a lot. And so I'm able, I'm doing that, but like it, it cause it's not like it, the answer. It's not that we're changing what shows up on our plate, but we're shifting from where we're looking at it. Right. Yeah. How, how we're looking at it. Are we looking at that plate? Like plate, you better move the scale. Or are we looking at it like, Oh my gosh, look at this healthy, beautiful, bountiful plate of summer's fruits. And <laughs> And delicious burgers with from a made from a grass fed and cow source or whatever it is. Like find some joy in that. Or like, gosh, yeah. I got this ghee from Fourth and Heart, and it's got garlic infused in it. It's so delicious. You know, it's okay to get excited about those things and not yeah. worry about the excitement that we're expecting from the end result. Mm -hmm. No, I really that I like that. That's a good. That's a good kind of way of you're still doing the same thing, but one way you're putting pressure on it and expecting that like this next meal is going to like put me over the edge to where I'm magically healthy versus like what's really happening is you're making slow progress and will eventually get there and enjoying what you're doing versus not enjoying what you're doing. No, I, I like that. That's a good, that's a good tip. Oh, good. I'm so glad I finally got there. Sometimes I have to yeah. talk a mile a mile in one direction before I figure out where I'm going. <laughs> I'm um, the same thing. I tend to be very long-winded and I will go on like a 10-minute like tyrant about something and then I'll finally make my point. My husband looks at me like, you know, you could have just said that last sentence and it would have meant the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but you're like, but I didn't know that's what I wanted to say. I, get, exactly. I, do, that, yeah. I do that all the time. <laughs> and you know, and, it, and that brings up another really good point, Shelby, because it makes me think about the fact that you know, I've said in my book and I've said here a couple of times, don't be a hero when it comes to your health, right? Because heroes at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're not, you're not going to see an equal amount of reward, like, because you were so heroic with a certain meal. For example, 
if you hate kale, if you really, <laughs> if it just makes your skin crawl and you're like, please, I don't like it, but you know what? But you know that kale is really good for you. And so you think, you know what? I hate kale, but I got to get ready for this wedding coming up. And I, yeah. and I really want to look whatever for this wedding. And I feel like a kale salad is the way to get there. Then all of a sudden we're eating this kale salad and we're resenting the kale salad and the journey towards the wedding because we don't like the kale because we're trying to be hero nutrition, yeah. the food on our plate. And at the end of the day, you know, eat the foods that you like and the foods that you enjoy that still fit within the parameters. Because, mm-hmm. because some of is again, speaking of me in particular, it's very easy for me to switch into hero mode with, my yeah. habit, you know, even though, because, because again, I knew when I was in college, how to change my body composition very quickly it wasn't healthy. Yeah. But I knew how to do it. Um, and that was by very restrictive eating. And then if I, if, when I did eat, it was only very few things. Like I can still find a place for that within a paleo, you know, type of, of spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. and if I find myself slipping into this hero mode, you know, for lunch, I'm going to have, I'm going to have that kale, raw kale salad, no dressing, steamed chicken, and we're going to throw some broccoli in on top. And maybe, yeah. maybe I'll lick an avocado cause I don't want to have too much fat. <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah. Those, those kinds of things. If we find ourselves slipping into sort of a hero mode, I also want us to have a gut check because we're not going to get the reward that we think we're going to get from a meal like that. You will probably yeah. go further and, and get further along on your journey in a really good, healthy way by having, you know, a nice piece of fatty ish steak with a potato, a baked potato with some butter on it and some roasted vegetables, right? Yeah. Nourishing, balanced meal that has carbs, fats, and proteins all represented. We don't have to be a hero, whether it's I you know, whether it's high carb, low carb, high protein, low protein, whatever it is. Um eat foods that you really enjoy. Try to find a lot of enjoyment in that, and that will definitely get us further down the road because it really is at the end of the day about our perspective. Yeah. Today's show is brought to you by Larissa's Kitchen. Larissa's Kitchen protein snacks are made with only the highest quality meats, including 100% grass-fed beef. There are no preservatives, no added growth hormones, no MSG, and no nitrates. Larissa's Kitchen meat snacks come in a variety of flavors. My personal favorites are the Korean barbecue beef and the ginger teriyaki chicken. They're so tasty. I always keep a few in my purse and gym bag for a healthy protein-filled snack when I'm on the go and I don't want to sacrifice quality ingredients. Larissa's Kitchen products are available nationwide at leading retailers such as Target, Walgreens, Kroger, Publix, convenience stores, as well as on Amazon.com. Use the code 20OFFLK to receive 20% off on Amazon. This is such a good deal. Again, that's 20OFFLK to receive 20% off on Amazon. So I hope that's helpful. Does, does that, did that bring up any other questions? Yes, I actually do have another question um, that's kind of related to the same thing, but it's a little bit more on the body image kind of side, still mindset question. Um, I One of the things that I've always struggled with, which is what led me to, like I said, my eating disorder in high school is I... I will never be a five, nine tall, thin blonde model. It's never going to happen. Um, cause I, I have hips. I am Irish. It's just, that's how I'm built. And I've started to learn to accept that over the years 
um, somewhat that I'm not going to be able to accomplish this beauty ideal for better or for worse. But that is still difficult sometimes on trying to reconcile, this is what you're told you should look like, but you're never going to get there just based on pure genetics. So I was wondering if you had any kind of mindset tips on that kind of vein, on learning how to accept who you are and how you look and not be influenced by kind of what the world says you should look like. Oh, that is a tough question. Yeah. Man, because there really isn't one answer. Um, yeah. So, oh gosh, that is such a good question. You know, and again, just to empathize, it is hard. It is hard when you, I, I do too. I have hips. I always will. Um, and, and, and having a baby made me realize it even more. Um, but like, yeah, it is. It's very, it's very interesting because we do, I, we had turned off, this is kind of sound like a side side note, but we had turned off cable when we first moved into this house, um, almost four years ago Mm -hmm. and turning off cable funny enough. And we only watch Netflix and I know I used to think we were kind of weird, but apparently that's a very normal thing to do now. Yeah. and uh, mostly because we wanted to save the 70 bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, turning off cable, actually, I found relieved a lot of that stress for me because I wasn't watching, I wasn't seeing commercials anymore of these, you know, perfume ads and these perfectly bronze 511, you know, people on boats, you know, with flowing mermaid hair. You know, it's just, um, I wasn't seeing that constantly and not seeing those things really helped me realize that I was beautiful the way that I made. Um, and I think, and I think what we have to do is two things. We have to stop the stream of consuming content that we're, that we're, that we're consuming that tells us what beautiful is, right? Mm -hmm. So whether that's television, like it was for me following people on Instagram. Oh my gosh. You want to talk about this? Here's a really good example. Very recent for me. I had a baby and I was like, Oh, I'm going to go follow all of these mom bloggers on Instagram. They have babies and it's going to be so fun. I have this whole new community of people. And I think I sat down one day and I followed like 20 of them. And then all of a sudden my feed was full of all these adorable mom bloggers and they have babies around the same age as Grayson. And then, you know what I found myself doing is being like, how is that girl in a bathing suit, a bikini? And she has a three month old that's the same size as Grayson. And, and I started, I started watching these women's bodies. Yeah. You know, and it just, it brought up an old demon in me, you know, this like, and analyzing other women's bodies and thinking, why isn't mine looking like theirs? Why, where am I on this path, you know, after having a baby and recovering and all of this stuff. And it just, it was not relevant necessarily in detail to your question, but what it taught me was I needed to go through because clearly my mindset, I wasn't ready to, I was, I was too vulnerable at that point in time, I think to really be watching and consuming all of the stuff that was telling me what was beautiful. That's how I was perceiving it was, Oh my gosh, these women are beautiful. What am I doing wrong? (laughs) Essentially. And, and, and nobody needs to think that, especially new moms, no woman needs to think that regardless of where you're at in life. 
And so what I had to do was I had to go unfollow a bunch of people. Yeah. You know what? And, and, and if my body never, ever changes, that's going to be okay. I think I'm still going to be working on my mindset and I'll be able to refollow people that look different than me. But I think number one is going to be limiting policing where we're consuming content from, whether that is Mm -hmm. television or social media. If there's somebody that you're watching or something that you come across that makes you second guess or feel bad or question your own kind of beautiful, Mm -hmm. I I would cut those off. Okay. Cut those ties. So unfollow those people. I give you permission to unfollow as many people as you want. Not that you yeah. have permission, but just go do it. Consider it an assignment. Unfollow right. those people. Um, delete your cable if commercials are apparently, you know, jamming up your juju like they did for me. Yeah. Um, and then two, go on the offense in remembering how gorgeous you are because you are. I mean, I get to look at you. You're this beautiful, vibrant person. You have this gorgeous brunette hair. Like, I mean, you're just so bubbly and just precious. Like it's Aww, okay. It's you. okay. Yeah. I mean, I want to do all my, my chats video, but it's okay to, to really enjoy that and remember and celebrate the fact that you are precious and lovely and perfectly made. And, mm-hmm. and I think that really enjoying that, including how your body looks, I think we need to remember that our bodies are, I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. No, there really isn't. It's very easy to pick on ourselves. It's easy to pick on our thighs and our hips and our waistline and all the other things that we're thinking about, um, stretch marks or whatever it is that we might have. I think it's easy to pick on that stuff and think, gosh, I wish it could be better. I wish this could look a little bit better. But it's because what are we comparing beautiful against to your point? And I think that when we start following things and consuming things that we believe are true beauty, um, and we start proactively reminding ourselves that we're beautiful, then that's okay. There's a mirror in my house that I have two mirrors in my house. One of them is in my closet and it's the one that I get dressed next to, obviously. And I, whenever I put on an outfit, I'm like, woohoo, gotta go. Let's do this. I like this outfit. And then there's another mirror in my house that makes me think the opposite. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta go change. <laughs> you know? And I think that it's all in my head. It's still just me. And it all depends on where my mindset's at the time. And maybe I'm not the best person to answer this question right now because I'm in the middle of recovering in general, but, um, know that it's a very relatable thing. I think that it's important to only follow people that uplift you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to recognize that it's going to be a journey. It's not a flip that you're going to switch or switch. You're going to flip right away. I think mm-hmm. that body image and, and truly believing that you're beautiful is going to be something that um, we work on every day yeah. and, and, being, and being okay with that, being okay with letting yourself work on it and not be mm-hmm. perfect in that matter is okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. Is that helpful at all? No, that helps. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and, and really, it reminded me of something that I read. It was like a, an article on like Google or something. And it talked about how so much of how your perception of your body is completely in your head and how women will look at another woman who weighs more or has a different shape and their vert and like their idea of whether or not they're beautiful, like it's completely different from their own version. So they'll look at somebody who technically weighs more than them and think that they weigh less because mm-hmm. our perception is so much based on what we feel about ourselves and not what's actually based in reality. It actually reminded me of something that I think you said in your book, if I'm remembering correctly, that weight is just how much you weigh on earth that if you go to another planet, it's completely different. 
Um, because it's, it's kind of not an arbitrary number, but it's kind of that way and that it really just matters on earth. Um, but yeah, no, that definitely, that definitely helps. So thank you. Good. You're welcome. You know, we really do. We get to define our own beautiful and the ages define beautiful as we go. Um, it's a blog article that I haven't written and I, this is reminding me that I haven't written it, but I meant to like 10 years ago when I started my blog. <laughs> um, but showing beautiful through the different ages right? We think back on the Renaissance age and what was beautiful then? It was very, very voluptuous because it shows that you were able to afford copious amounts of food and niceties. It was having a very pale complexion in especially sort of the Renaissance area of the world because it meant that you didn't have to work outside. Like that was seen as the most beautiful you yeah. Know? And it's like in, in our, and in our generation, it's that it's more so the bronze tall, you know, the Kim Kardashian kind of motif. And, yeah. and it's just so interesting, but we get to define our own beautiful and you get to define the circle that you run in and the flock that you fly in. And yeah. if you want to follow those people and if you feel like they're people and they're going to inspire you in a really great way to like, yeah, I'm going to put a, some highlights in my hair and that's going to make me feel so special and cute because I follow these people and they talked about it and that's, and, and that's a good thing. It doesn't make me feel less than, you know, mm-hmm. then, then you know you're in the right circle. But if you're following people that make you all of a sudden start guessing, second guessing your frame or, your, or the bone structure or your nose, like things that are just beautifully you that are going to be gorgeous, you know, by a different definition than maybe that flock or that circle then you know you need to cut that tie and find yeah. find your people. And it sounds like your husband is one of those people. And so I would definitely lean oh, yeah. on that. There have been several times. Go yeah. ahead. I said my husband's pretty great. He has definitely kind of through the through the years that we've been together, he's definitely kind of did the whole thing. What do you mean you don't think you look good in that dress? I love it when you wear that dress. And just those kinds of things have really helped kind of my self-esteem of realizing, oh, wait a second. Like my husband thinks I'm beautiful. Why do I care what random person on the internet thinks kind of thing or what, whether or not like an article in a magazine says that you should be this way or whatever, that the, the people who I care about love me for who I am. And that's what matters. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. There, there have been several occasions in my marriage with Austin that I've told him like, cause he, he doesn't, he's not the kind of person that automatically showers me with compliments. Um, he thinks them, but he's kind of silent. And sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll have a dress on and I'm kind of sheepish about it because I'm still overcoming my own body dysmorphia. Again, it's a destinationless journey, right? And, um, be like, I don't know about this. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I need you to tell me if you think I'm pretty right now. (laughs) And it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask stuff like that. And I, you know, it's just, or if, if I'm pretty or if I'm beautiful, like it's okay, I think, to tell the people if you are suffering, not suffering, but like if you're working through your own version of body dysmorphia, meaning you see something different in the mirror than what actually exists, or if you're in a transitional, you feel like you're in, feel like you're in one of those transitional stages, you know, trying to heal your gut and transition into a healthier, mm-hmm. like really good balance or um, had a kid or whatever it is, going through menopause, so many people, we're going through these transitions. If you're in one of those, and you're surrounded by great people who want to help you and support you, it's okay to also tell them, hey, you know, this might sound a little silly, but once a week, could you tell me that I'm beautiful? 
Yeah. <laughs> Remind me that I'm beautiful. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Cause you know, even, even though I know I just asked my husband to tell me that it still means something to me yeah. that it means it. So I think those are all, those are all good things. Yeah. So, no, awesome. like that. That's good. <laughs> good. Well, I hope this was helpful, Shelby. Yeah, definitely. Okay, good. Well, keep up the great work. Um, and definitely don't be a stranger. I'm excited to stay in touch and hear about all of your progress. Um, and, and I'll definitely be thinking of you and to everybody else who dialed in. Thank you so much uh, for dialing in. As always, you can find a full transcript of today's show over at fedandfit.com. And also as always, we'll be back again next week.